0: He's got connections. From actors and athletes to comedians and world-class musicians. Andy Hall. His contact list is jam-packed with some of the most recognizable names in entertainment. Andy Hall's giving Laser Hellraisers his plus one. An exclusive conversation you won't hear anywhere else. On today's edition of Hall Access. Guitarist and founding member of the band Corn, James Monkey Schaefer, joins me via the Laser Hotline.
1: Hey man, how's it going?
0: It's good. Appreciate you taking some time for us today.
1: Yeah, no problem. Uh, I'm just kind of in between my workout and, and running around to pick kids up from school. It's uh, You got me at a good time, so... Life of a dad.
0: I get it, man. I got three of my own. So uh we're excited to have Korn back in Des Moines, dude. Monday, March 28, Wells Fargo Arena alongside Chevelle and Code Orange. And in support of the band's 14th studio album, Requiem, which just dropped here recently. Congrats on the new album, man.
1: Thank you so much. I can't believe it. When you say 14 albums, it's just like, wow. I remember when we signed our first record deal and it was, uh, I think it was a seven seven albums or something like that. It was one album with their option to do an additional six albums. And I was thinking like, man, I looked over at the other guys. I'm like, seven albums. Are you crazy? (laughs) Like, I I never even thought that was possible. So. To double that, it's amazing. I
0: mean, there's plenty to be proud of here, especially in the face of all the challenges, uh, the events of the past two years, and starting with cutting the cycle for your last album short once the pandemic hit, and I imagine that must have been really difficult for you all.
1: You know what? I, I really loved that album, The Nothing, and we had a really great launch event for the album at the end of 2019, and it didn't really feel like it had a chance to get off the ground. So we had some good songs on it. We have some good songs. I and mean, it didn't go anywhere. It just, uh, we didn't have it, a tour to support it. And I think we might actually play a couple of songs. Uh, Ray and I were talking last night about which songs can we like kind of bring back in one of the fan favorites on that record from what I, I hear is the song cold because mm. it's, it's kind of, it's kind of heavy. It's kind of, got an unusual structure and stuff but it's just you know we'll figure it out um but yeah it was a little disappointing but you know had the pandemic not happened you know everybody kind of felt like we discovered good and bad about everything in everyone's lives and we we would not have been able to make requiem had the you know pandemic not happened so there's a good and a bad side to everything.
0: Well, thinking back over the past two years, was there a silver lining for you at all being a family guys? We sort of alluded to before. I mean, most artists I've talked to found at least some appreciation for slowing life down a bit and, and focusing on things besides a career.
1: Yeah. I mean, it definitely made me reflect on, you know, cause not having music and not touring has been such a big part of our, our lives as musicians, as artists, It made me kind of feel like, okay, well, who would I be without music? Or, you know, I just it was a scary kind of a thought because music has kept me alive. Like not only, you know, has helped me feed my family, but I'm saying like the music, there's a healing energy in music for me. It's and I kind of realized it's so much part of my daily life, you know, like I have to work out every day. I have to get some kind of cardio. It just it makes me happy. It makes music makes me happy and it, it, it feeds into my daily routine of what is necessary for me to have a like, whether it's listening to music in my headphones or mainly it's creating music. So even if I sit there and um, just kind of record riffs and stuff, it definitely made me feel like grateful for sure. It made me feel grateful that when we got in the studio, when we got together to make the record. There was such a sense of like brotherhood and, and togetherness. And we were just uh happy to be on the other side of that dark coin, you know?
0: With a first single like Start the Healing and then going up and down the track listing, I kind of get the feeling that there's a therapeutic quality to getting this collection of songs out of you. Is that accurate?
1: It was funny because there was uh it's it's close. I, I think once we once we got into it. Um, we started to feel like, man, this is, uh, this is helping bridge a gap in our, in our soul, not yeah. only in touring and all that, but it's like, it's feeding us, it's feeding our soul and it's, uh, it's helping us cope with basically all of the, the news reports of the death around the world. And I can only speak for myself, trying to keep me out of depression, um, which I dipped into, and I'm sure a lot of people did. I, from the people I talked to, a lot of people kind of dipped like on some level into some sort of not depression, but a depressive state. And that kind of this kind of kept us from me from going like really, really deeply into that. But I feel like it's a uh, yeah, it was a it was a hard time for me, man. I'm trying to reflect on it a little bit. And I'm so grateful those it it's behind us. And we we have something great to show for it. And I hope people, I hope it translates. I hope it translates to, like you said, it was healing for us in the process. And I hope people can kind of hear that and get that from it too. You know, drink from the glass, you know, type yeah. of sharing that uh, experience. And hopefully people will heal from it or find some solitude and putting their headphones on and listening to it and helping them out of, a tough time
0: Yeah. And, you know, I mean, live shows are yet another element, a really important one for for us that aren't up on stage playing the shows. But I mean, just that uh, sense of community again and and being around other people. That isolation bit really did a number on a lot of people, myself included. I'm I'm right there with you. So I know what you're saying. We're social creatures. We need each other. And I think um, live shows are they were a big missing element there for a long time. So I think, you know, more people than not that I've run across are really excited. Uh, to be able to get out and see a show again and 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 corn is going to get out and do a a great tour with chevelle and code orange we're excited to have one here
1: yeah uh, on the 28th of march at the wells fargo arena um i hope everybody that can make it shows up it's overdue and uh it's well needed you're like you said we we're we're social creatures there's like-minded people we all enjoy the same music and the same art and to be in a big room with the like-minded people it it just it does something to the uh to the psyche i think of us as creatures of human creatures
0: when i brought up the 14 albums earlier and I, i can't see you but i can hear your voice and how you reacted to that number when i say a number like 30 in terms of This band started nearly 30 years ago. That's an entire lifetime ago is how that feels sometimes, at least to me. And I'm sure others probably feels like it's gone by pretty quickly, all things considered. Where's your head at on that?
1: You know, I tend to look forward and I tend to I can kind of look back and and think like, wow, it's been it's been a long road. But these guys that I am so like my brothers, we have this ambition to keep going forward and trying new, new things and ideas. And I just feel like it's uh it's part of our journey. I don't know where we are. It's, it's not, It doesn't feel like the end at all. It feels like the middle. <laughs> so it feels like we're only, we're only just in the middle of this journey and we're, we're trying to, we're trying new things and everybody's always been open-minded and, and ambitious. So I tend to look to the future and I—that's just me, and my outlook. You know, I—I I just don't. Um, I'm glad, you know. I, I don't want to be 26, and 25 again. <laughs> <laughs> Been there. I've done. learned. I've learned a lot of things since then. So I'm trying to gather those little bits of wisdom and take them with me. In terms of uh,
0: changing technologies and how things have changed since that first album, um, has it made your creative process a lot easier or? Are there new challenges because you have all of these new toys at your disposal?
1: It can complicate things, honestly, because you have all these new amps and, new, you know, for me as a guitar player, you know, all this new technology. It's like on this last record, we kind of like we wanted to cut a lot of that stuff out and go back to recording to tape. I'll uh, do a lot of things that we did 20 years ago, um, which is just keep everything analog. Um, Brian and I were, writing in the studio yeah i was i was getting rid of a lot of pedals because it was just like okay let's just focus on the song let's focus on the we can always add that later when we record and jonathan really was adamant about keeping the the uh, an analog vibe to the to the record and um recording all the drums to tape and it was exciting because to see those reels rolling uh it was just kind of like, wow, remember this? And he was, you know, he was ecstatic about, you know, we and we were all like watching, <laughs> watching the reel to reel, like we're all and we're like, this is this is so much fun. This is why we make records. Oh yeah. So we kind of went around a lot of the, the technology available today. Of course, we did a lot of editing um, in the computer, but for the most part, we recorded everything old school analog two inch tape and um, transferred it from there.
0: Was this a pretty labor-intensive album in terms of time? Did I mean, did you spend a, a ton of time on this thing, like, months and months? Or
1: You know, it was sort of like we, we broke it up into, like, we'd work 10 days, and then we'd go home and be with our families. And then we come back and, and work 10 days. And I think we did about four or five trips like that. Uh, I, somebody else probably in the band or our crew or somebody um, knows exactly the the days, but it felt like um, it. There was no time restraint on anything because it was like we don't have a tour, we don't have no, no one telling us you have to go in and make a record. It was our idea. It was our idea to go. Let's get together because uh, basically I'm going crazy, <laughs> and <laughs> and I need I need some I need that outlet. I need a creative you know a creative spot to go and hang out with you guys. So there was no nobody was saying there's a deadline and there was a creative freedom that we had time to explore and, you know, know, try some some more melodic, something a little more heavy and expand that that uh, realm of what corn is really is that a blessing and a curse though having all of that
0: time to i mean no time restraints or anything are you the kind of guy who finds it really hard once you've done something and you think it's perfect you put it down and then you really put it down or do you feel the need to go back and and re-perfect things
1: this is where we we lean into each other as a band we you know jonathan will be like yeah it's good (laughs) and i'm like i will try to i will try to kind of get it as best as i can and uh but having you know jonathan in the studio or brian he's like they're like no it's good it's you know leave it it's it's not perfect but you know that's the beauty of it and um we, we kind of we lean into each other it's like we're, we're good coaches for one another you know we're always encouraging one another to um don't overthink it you know it's great it, let, you know everybody else is ready to attack it and and put their thing on it too so um having chris collier our producer for this record kind of lead us as well and he's he's really good about telling us if it's good or if it's bad and um he uh he can push things along without us overthinking things
0: you've seen and been through a lot with this band and and the latest curveball is fieldy's leave of absence which of course is still going on considering the long history and friendship there are those lines of communication still open despite the break
1: yeah i I think he can call us or we can call him at any any moment you know um and i think i think the time is going to be good for him i think he is he definitely needs some time to figure out things and. Just rest and, you know, look, look, man, we've been going at this for, like you said, 30 years. And sometimes you need a, a, a few days off. We're excited
0: to have you guys back in town. March 28 at Wells Fargo Arena. It's corn, it's Chevelle, it's Code Orange. That's a great bill right there, man.
1: It's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, Code Orange is heavy and Chevelle always delivers a great show. Uh, those brothers, man, they still hammer out. I just uh, I have, we've toured with them before many years ago and they're just cool guys and i, I love seeing them still still in the, in it and and giving their best you see i think some of their best music on their latest record uh there's one there's one track that i really love it's i think it's the instrumental it mm-hmm. starts the record off nope. i forgot the name of it but i saw them perform that in michigan i was like yo that is amazing we got a tour together and so finally now it's going to happen
0: that's awesome. Yeah, I don't know many bands, that, uh, rock bands especially, that start with a, an instrumental like that. But uh,
1: I thought anyways. it was pretty bold myself. It was really Very cool.
0: solid. Yeah, very solid. Cool, man. Well, I look forward to seeing you here in a little while. And um, best of luck out there on the road. Good health. and And thank you so much for catching up with us.
1: Right on. Thanks so much. We'll see everybody on the 28th. That's right, man. Okay, cool. Thanks, dude.